In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, according to your word. We are introduced to Simeon in the second chapter of Luke's Gospel. It was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. We hear that he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. So day after day, and hour after hour, year after year, Simeon waited to see the Lord's Christ, the Messiah, so that he could die in peace, awaiting the last day. Simeon waited for the consolation of Israel, the day of the Lord. Not a miracle cure, not a new year, not for his schedule to lighten up, not a new political leader, not a breakthrough year or some self-determined dream or goal to materialize. Simeon waited upon the Lord. And the day when the Lord would come and make a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined, he waited for the day when the Lord would swallow up death forever, ushering his people into the land of the living and wipe away every tear from all faces and take away the reproach of his people from the earth, all upon a holy mountain. Simeon waited for the day when it would be said throughout heaven and earth, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. So Simeon, he waited. Just like you. It's all he could do was to wait for the Lord. Simeon had no power to bring this about. It was the Lord's day, and it would come when the Lord saw fit. All Simeon had was a promise that it would come, that he would see the Messiah before he died. So day after day, hour after hour, year after year, Simeon waited for that promise until one day, a 40-day-old baby boy named Jesus is placed into his arms at the temple. And in that moment, Simeon cried out with all of his heart the very song the church still sings today after receiving the Eucharist, our Simeon moment. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my own eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And then the Lord, he lets Simeon depart, die in peace. For where Jesus is, even in death, there is peace. Even in sin, there is peace. Even where the devil rears his ugly head in Jesus, there is always peace. He is the Prince of Peace, and nothing can take away his peace or stand in his way of the peace which surpasses all understanding. For all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Simeon left in peace, believing that the blood of Jesus had atoned for the sins of the whole world. But how could that be? Because at this time, Simeon is holding just a baby 
a 40-day-old baby boy. Jesus had not yet shed his blood for the sins of the world. It will be another 33 years before that takes place, and, and Simeon will be long gone by that time. But today, well, on that day, Simeon does see blood shed. He sees the blood spilled of a pair of turtle doves, which Joseph and Mary, Jesus' parents, carried to the temple that day for the sacrifice that was to be made according to the law of Moses. And that blood, in a way, it gave Christ to Simeon. It pointed Simeon to Christ's blood, just as the blood of all the goats and calves and spotless lambs in the temple that were sacrificed year after year and day after day and hour after hour gave Christ to Simeon, just as the blood upon the doorposts of the Passover in Egypt gave Christ to Simeon. All the blood spilled and poured out in the temple of the Lord upon the people and upon the sacred vessels, every single drop of blood pointed Simeon to the blood of the Christ, the spotless Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world by his own perfect sacrifice and the shedding of his godly blood for the sins of the world. And Simeon believes by faith on that day that the blood in this child, though it had not yet been shed, would one day bring about the very consolation of Israel and the forgiveness of all sins. And that was enough for him. It's by faith worked by the eternal spirit that Simeon holds that child and believes that if the blood of goats and bulls can sanctify, how much more will the blood of Christ, this baby, who through the eternal spirit of God will offer himself one day without blemish to God, purify him. It's by the power of the spirit that Simeon believes that he had seen the Lord's Christ just as he was promised, and that one day the Lord's Christ would shed his blood and cause God to remember sins and all lawless deeds no more. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, Simeon believed the very consolation of Israel was placed into his very hands that day. And by the power of the Holy Spirit of God, Simeon was filled with a peace, a peace brought upon solely by Christ. So that he sang with all his heart, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. If there's ever a one-liner in scripture about the aim of our worship and why we gather in this house of the Lord, it's that one. We come to church so that we may depart in peace with God. Shalom. To leave this place at peace with God, peace with one another peace with ourselves, and for peace to be ours. We need, we need Jesus. The blood of his cross, which has made peace with God. We need his blood. We don't need him to lighten our schedules or to reach down and immediately heal our loved ones today. We don't need him to give us what we ask for today. All we need is him and his blood. The one who brings peace in and of himself in his wounds for you, in his death and by his blood. 
in his love for you, poor miserable sinner that you are. And wherever Jesus is, the Prince of Peace, that's enough for us. He is all, the only thing the church has to give to sinners. The only thing that she has to place in the hands of others is her Lord, his body, and his blood of Christ. Nothing more and nothing less. And he is all this world needs, and he is all that you need for peace. Peace with God, and peace with your neighbor, and peace with self. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. His word, it gives peace. Even one single word spoken from the mouth of the Lord can calm the raging seas. Peace. It doesn't have to be today. For we believe by the Spirit that one day it will be. All that stands against you shall fail, and the raging seas will cease, and tranquility and peace will be yours. It shall be so, because he has promised it to you. And that is enough while we wait. The water upon that sea gives Christ to you. The waters of the Red Sea gives Christ to you. The waters of your baptism gives Christ to you. The day is surely coming when, if even the wind and the waves obey him, then so will all that rages and foams against you, dear Christian. It will obey him and be trampled under his foot. For out from his side on the cross came forth both water and blood. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And with his word, he will bring forth a new heavens and a new earth. It doesn't have to be today. For we believe by the spirit that one day it soon will be. Because he has promised it. And that is enough for us while we wait. For the whole earth formed by his word alone, proclaims his handiwork to us. And the groanings of this creation point us yet to a more glorious day in Christ, where God will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and he will swallow up death forever and take away the reproach of his people. And there will be no more mourning, and no more pain, and no more sin, and no more death. These promises... All the promises of God, dear Christian, are yours by faith. All the fullness of God and what Christ Jesus has done for you have freely been given to you, and in him we can rejoice. Though right now, today, all you have is a word from God, a promise, a sprinkling of water, a piece of bread, a sip of wine, a mere foretaste of the feast to come. Jesus hasn't brought about the new heavens or the new earth, but the blood outpoured from this altar, it gives Christ fully and freely and peacefully yours. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim his death until he comes again. This is what we wait for day after day and hour after hour and year after year, the day of his coming that is drawing nearer and nearer, dear saints, a yet more glorious day shall come. With a trumpet blast and the cry of an archangel, 
and you shall see the very consolation of Israel, the Lord's day. It will come like a thief in the night, the resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come, the eternal marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom which will have no end. And you will hear all of heaven and earth shout to the Lord on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. You have the Eucharist. Simeon had a 40-day-old baby. We both have his word. So come to the table. Receive the one who has, who does, and who will bring peace to you by his very own blood. And take the consolation of Israel into your hands and upon your tongue and into your very body and return home singing joyfully, Lord, now you can let your servant depart in peace from this place according to your word. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.